Hello, welcome to York Street. We hope that this sermon will be an inspiring and impactful one, just what you need at this time. For any of our sermon-based studies, please head to our website at www.yorkstreet.com.au. So grab a cuppa, grab your notebook, whatever you need, and we hope that you enjoy the sermon. Thanks, mate. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for your prayers over the past week. Um, our entire family got a, the lurgy a little bit last week. Um, Yvette got the spicy cough. She had COVID. She's all good now. Um, but, you know, just keep your distance. Um, she's all good. Um, but, yeah, we just really appreciate um, your prayers over the past week. We all got the flu, which is a bit of fun. Thanks, Anthony, for stepping in last Sunday. Um, pretty last minute, too, <laughs> running the message. Good job. Um, today we start a brand new series, and it's a family series. We're a church that values families, and, and it's only right that we, we preach what God's Word has to say about uh, raising the next generation, not just for, for, for us, but for future generations. It's not just about our kids, but it's for our kids' kids, and our kids' kids' kids, and, and the future. And so uh, it's really good to get a reminder um, of what it is to raise spiritually healthy children. But, but on top of that, there's, there's also, um, for those that, that maybe don't have biological kids, it's so good for us to be praying for, for those that do have kids or praying for those that we become spiritual uncles and aunties to within the life of the church. And so we unashamedly preach um, around families every single year uh, and we'll continue to do so. But, the series that we're doing is called Ready, Set, Go, and it, it's a little bit sporty, so there's a little bit of a sport analogy through it, but the way it works is this, that, that today we're talking about this, this idea of finishing, with uh, starting with the end in mind, and so if we're going to run a race, we need to know where the finish line is. If we're going to start something, we need to know where we're going. Um, next week we talk about the start. And what things we can do in our day-to-day routine to sort of help our kids grow into spiritually healthy adults. And then the, the final week in week three, we talk about the corners, the turns that are in the race. And the times that we see um, parents especially fail in scripture, yet God prevails. Um, which makes us feel good about ourselves too, because let's face it, we've all messed up plenty of times as parents. Um, and, and looking at the power of an apology. But before we start... I need two volunteers that are good with Lego. Two volunteers that are good with Lego. Now, I see a lot of people being dobbed in, including my own son. Um, so, Geordie, there's one. Is there a... There's, there's some debate over with the Luttrell family over here. So, when you guys sort out which one of you are going to help out... Aaron... I don't know if you win or lose. I'm not sure. So, Geordie, can you go on this side? Aaron, you're on this side. This is like a competition, right? So, we're going to say, ready, set, go. You're going to see what's there and you're going to build it as quickly as possible, okay? You ready? So, obviously, it's not a big set, but ready, set, go. Yeah, don't share. Don't make sure he doesn't get any. You got it? What was that? There's no no instructions, but it's Lego. You guys are good at Lego. Come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so what do you think you're building, George? You're looking looking for the instructions online. That's 
Well, you know, hey, you can cheat. It's only church and online and, you know, before God and your church community. That's fine. <laughs> See, starting with the people. These, these guys are actually doing really well. There's lots of pieces though. Like what? What? What's that? What is that? What are these? Hot dogs. What? Hot helicopter and hot dogs. What's that got to do with? So you guys like they're off to a not a bad start. And this is what they've got in front of them. You can see up on the screen. Um, it's just bags of Lego. Now, if I was well, while you're doing this, I love there's a bit of competitiveness here. You guys are taking. Are you copying? <laughs> yeah. Now, what if <laughs> you might have stolen your pieces? I don't know. What if I was to show you what the finished products to look like? Would that help? Okay, can we bring up the next slide, please? Does that help? A little bit. <laughs> it still doesn't give you the instructions, but it gives you what you're aiming for. We're going to let these guys continue for a bit. When you become a parent, when we have kids, it doesn't come with an instruction manual, does it? You've got this incredible, beautiful child in front of you, and that's it. People can tell you, oh, yeah, you won't get much sleep, but until you've just night after night after night of no sleep, and you're just so, you, you, you don't know what to do. And they can tell you that the nappy is going to be full of stuff, but until you get there and you experience it, stuff does not describe what is in that nappy. You know? There's no manual for raising children. So why would we leave the spiritual development of our children up to chance? Why wouldn't we, we at least get a glimpse of the goal, the end picture, so that we can form some building blocks for our children and our children's children to make sure that we can raise them as spiritually healthy as possible? How are we going, guys? We're not. <laughs> what we might do, so Anthony, I might get you guys to take this down there and finish it. Um, maybe if you guys got a phone, you might be able to take a photo of the um, of the the end product, and then at the very end, we will see firstly who came first because it's a competition, and then we'll have a look at their final product built without instructions. Thanks, guys. Last year we we had a a verse that was sort of our our key verse for the year. Let's see who was paying attention in 2021. Um, the staff forgot. So let's see how we go. Um, some people are looking at their wristbands. <laughs> um, I'll start you off. Those who hear my words and put them into practice, it's like a wise man that builds his house upon the rock. Yeah, great. Yeah, Jesus God Bible. Well done. Great, you've memorized it, so good. Those who hear these words of mine and put them into practice, not just, not just hear the words of Jesus, not just know God's word, but put them into practice like a wise man who builds his house upon the rock. When it comes to the, the direction, the, the finish line, the goal, we need to look at how Jesus lived and what the goal was through him. 
We need to see what that looks like. Our foundation has to be God's word. Our foundation has to be led through the Spirit. Now, now, when we start with the end in mind, that doesn't give us all the answers when we're going, this is the direction, this is how we're going. It doesn't mean that everything's going to run smoothly. Hands up if you've ever gotten lost. Yeah, we all have, right? Now, now, of course, this wouldn't be here at Yorkie because we're all super godly. And, but um, maybe I've heard stories of maybe husbands and wives where the husband's driving and the wife's giving directions and all of a sudden you find yourself in the wrong street. And, of course, not York Street, but if that was to take place, husbands, who, who would they blame? Or maybe you're, you're in the, the CBD of Melbourne and you're following your, your Google Maps, but all of a sudden it can't get a GPS signal and your maps tell you that you're in the ocean. <laughs> Anyone had that? Yeah. Or, or maybe you've just got turned around in a shopping centre and you're not quite sure where you are. Chances are we've all gotten lost. And the thing that brings comfort when you're lost is a landmark. Uh, uh, Something familiar that that when you see it, you get your frame of reference. Now today, when we we look at the end goal, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get, our kids aren't going to get lost, but we're going to give them some frames of reference, some points through this series so that as parents, we can make sure we give them the best possible opportunity to continue to refocus on God, to set the foundation, even though the storms are going to come, there's going to be, you're going to get lost, but to set a foundation on Jesus Christ and find the direction we need to go in. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 says, start children off in the way that they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. If we set our kids off in the right direction." If we know the end goal, as they grow into their adult years, they won't depart from it. We're going to pray and we're going to dive in. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask today that you would speak to us, those of us that, that have influence over young people, would you speak to us where we need to hear it the most? where we can put it into practice for the sake of our kids. Lord, for those that that don't have influence over young people anymore, would you give us a a burning passion to pray for the next generation and for the generations to come so that not only our church, but our city, our nation, and our world would come to know you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See, when it comes to starting with the finish in mind, what is the finish? It's healthy adults. What is the finish line? The finish line is what is it to to raise a young person to become a healthy adult? What what do we want for our our children and our children's children to to grow into? If we were to start to write down some character traits, it wouldn't take long for us to say, well, of course we want our kids to be kind and courteous and generous and loyal and giving and compassionate. In a spiritual sense, of course we want them to to, to be faithful to God and and spirit-filled and, and where possible, biblically literate. I can never remember where stuff is. I remember the stuff, but I can't remember the verses because I'm dyslexic. I mess the numbers up, and man, that gets embarrassing sometimes. Tim said that verse, and I was like, that's not the verse. (laughs) But we we want our kids, don't we, to, to grow up to be spirit-filled, faith-filled, to, to, to be a part of the, the body of Christ, to support them through the ups and downs of life. 
But to do that, to start with that end, if we want to have a spiritually healthy children, we've got to start putting in things, things into place today, to start with the end in mind. If we want them to be kind, then we've got to allow spaces for our kids to practice kindness. If we want them to be generous, we need to create the, the, the opportunity for our children to be generous, to think of others, to, to be accountable for loyalty, to be polite with their manners, to be respectful, which is in their behavior, and of course to be a love, loving in appreciation of what they have and who's around them. <clears throat> You see, it's so important to have that as a goal because there's going to be times when to put that into practice, we need to put some boundaries and some rules in place. And it's so hard to reinforce a rule. And we're going to hear some verses in just a moment about that. But it's so hard to put a rule and enforce a rule because what do kids do when you put in a rule and they don't agree with it? Tantrums. You guys, of course, once again, our church would never happen here, but maybe in other churches. Have you ever experienced a child throwing a tantrum in the frozen section aisle at the local supermarket? You know, like your acoustics are brilliant in the bathroom. They're also brilliant in the frozen section aisle because of all the hard surfaces everywhere. And like, it just echoes and echoes, and your kids just down there, and they're like, ah, oh, assuming the position, and it's going all crazy, and the noise is just like, oh, it's bouncing off the stuff everywhere, it's like all oh, nuts, and the kids are going crazy, like, ah, and what are they after? Like, want ice cream, or whatever it is, and you've said, no, you can't have ice cream, we've had ice cream, you know, today's the one day we don't, we've had it six days this week, today we're, we're drawing the line, that's it, no more ice cream, no more, and the kids are like, throwing the tantrum, they go all crazy, and now, what is a tantrum? Well, a tantrum is a child trying to get your attention. Now, if, you, if you've got young children, try this. If you don't, watch another person try it because it's heaps fun. But if a child's throwing a tantrum, trying to get your attention, do the opposite. Don't give them the attention. If you walk away from that child, like appropriately, like, yeah, and, and walk around the aisle if it's a supermarket so they can't see you, like, don't get in the car and drive home. That's abuse. That's, that's wrong. But, but Keep, make sure they're safe, but if you leave a child doing a tantrum and you get out of eye contact, you might be able to see them through. You're like, make sure they're safe. Chances are you'll hear the tantrum stop because the child will realise you're not there. The child will then stand up. I've seen this multiple times. It's very, very funny. Look for the parent, see the parent, and assume the position <laughs> and go again because... <laughs> Now, if you give in to that and you give them the ice cream, what are you saying? Every time you want something, all you need to do is throw a tantrum, make enough noise, and you will get what you want. If you say no, it's going to be so much harder, so much harder in that moment to stay true to the, the boundary that you've put in place, the rule. Had ice cream six days this week. The seventh is a Sabbath from ice cream. A day set apart for cauliflower and broccoli, whatever. Um, but but you, you're going to hold to that rule. Why? And, and what, by holding to that rule, what do you do? Firstly, that moment of tantrum, it is hard. Other parents are looking at you. They're probably not judging you. They're probably just really thankful that it's not their kid doing the tantrum. Amen. <laughs> They're not thinking, oh, terrible parents. 
They're just happy it's not theirs. But what you're teaching that child is at life, in life, there's going to be things that you won't get. In life, you're going to hear no. I know it hurts now, but this is building resilience. Ice creams are sometimes food, (laughs) as well as so many other incredible character traits. We've got to follow through with the rules. We get those rules by looking at the end goal and thinking of what kind of adults we want our kids to be. Now, in setting these rules, they've got to be age-appropriate. If you've got a 30-year-old throwing a tantrum, that's not a pretty thing, right? that's, That's pretty bad if they get to that. But when we set rules and frameworks around... Our kids, they've got to be age-appropriate. For, for example, if you tell a young, young child, I cannot believe this Lego has taken so long. You, oh, you got it. You've got it. <laughs> oh, you're just going from muscle memory. No photo. Awesome. Geordie? Okay. Oh, your Geordie memory. <laughs> Excellent. We'll have a look at that in just a moment. So good. Um, in, when you think of a young, young child... They're concrete thinkers. They don't have capacity to question. You go to a young child, you know what? God made you. They go, okay. They just accept it. As the child grows up a little bit more, they, they, you might say, you know, God made you. And they go, why? You go, oh, well, God created you. It doesn't take long to actually run out of the answers <laughs> because God wanted a relationship with you. Why? Go and ask your father. <laughs> you ask dad, dad, you know, why did God make us? Relationship, why? He goes, oh, let's go play a game. <laughs> we. What a distract you. Then they get a little bit older. You know, God made you. Oh, how? <laughs> go and ask your father. <laughs> but, you know, like there's different ages and stages of development. And, and as they grow, we change the rules. We change the, 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 the discipline, we, we change the, the, the guidelines for life to match their appropriateness, but still making sure that our eyes are on the prize, that, that the end goal of healthy spiritual, healthy emotional, healthy adults is taking place in the way that we are raising the next generation. It's so important that we follow through with the rules What does God have to say about starting with the end in mind? Well, in the beginning, we see that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. From the very beginning of time, God had a plan. From the very beginning of creation, he had a goal. He had a a destination for us. He created us with with that in mind. God has and had a plan and still does. We see that God himself put rules and frameworks around us, not just our kids, but us as adults, not not to stop us from, from having fun, but to stop us from hurting ourselves and hurting others. The rules and frameworks are there to to protect us. Not murdering, not stealing, not lying. Those things are there to to help us and protect us. And in Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, it says, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land that God has for you. 
and is given to you. It's the first commandment that has a reason why. Listen to your mum and dad as, as they raise you towards the goal of healthy spiritual adult under God's guidance. Now we know that that, that sometimes falls apart when, when, there's a, when they're not living, when parents aren't living towards God's ultimate goal. And that doesn't mean that this can be abused because I know there's, there's families here that, that there's been a, a, a parent that has been abusing in some way. And to honour your mother and father isn't to submit to that abuse. So, so here that there is a context for this. But when you've got godly parents living towards godly, godly, godly outcomes, it's so important for parents to honour their mother and father and listen to them. We talked about tantrums and discipline and how hard that is. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it's painful, especially in the frozen aisle. It's so loud. It just pierces your, your very soul. But later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained in it. And just by sticking through with, with a consequence shows that I love you more. And, I, and I've got something bigger than you than this moment. I, I, I will stand for what I have said. I am trustworthy as a parent because I didn't give in to the tantrum. I love you and I'm going to follow through in every area of life because I can follow through in the small, I'm going to follow through in the big. I want to build resilience as well as show love in the reason for the rules. No discipline's pleasant at the time, but it produces a harvest for those who have been trained by it. And Matthew 6, what is the end goal? What is the finish line? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these other things will be given to you. Therefore, don't worry about for tomorrow. For tomorrow, we'll worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. If we put God first and seek him, and we set rules and boundaries, loving ways to raise our children towards that goal, we know that... Um, we're on point so that when our kids get lost, when life throws a storm in, they have a foundation and they have a fixed point in Scripture and through Jesus Christ to be able to find their way again. We've got to start with the end in mind. We've got to run the race and we've got to stay the course. Let's stand firm so that the next generation knows not only what love is but what love costs. A generation that is kind, considerate, generous, thoughtful, caring, respectful, and above all, a generation that knows Jesus Christ because their parents and their family love them enough to put him first. Our homework this week is, is this, is to spend some time making a list of what kind of adults we want our kids to grow into. To, to, to pick some of those things you, you think are so important. It might be that you, you want them to be generous. You want them to be kind. You want them to be resilient. You want them to, to have a strong devotional life when it comes to their relationship with God. Make a list 
And then because we can't do everything because we're busy, right? Choose one thing. One thing from that list. It doesn't have to be the most important thing because the most important thing might actually take the most work. But just choose one thing. That's not, you know, I want my kids to be generous. Well, this week, work with your child to say, hey, what are you going to give away? What are you going to give? How are you going to be generous with what you have? What are you going to share at an age-appropriate level? Put some boundaries around it and enforce that out of love so your children get to, 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 to practice that, but also you model it to them. You show what generosity looks like, or kindness, or compassion. Make a list of what the goal is, what you want for your kids, for the kids of our city. Choose one and put it into practice. For those that don't have influence over children here, so those that, that maybe aren't involved in kids, men, or, or maybe your, your kids aren't here, they're, they're apart, or maybe you never had kids, I want to ask you the same thing, to, to make a, a list of character traits that you would like to see for the children of this city and the children of this church. And in doing so, I want to ask that you would commit to pray for that. Choose one of those character traits and pray for it. Not just for, for this generation, but for the generations that are to come. I am. Um, there was a, a quote, and the, the 9 a.m. couldn't tell me where it was from, and I'll try and get it right, um, that I heard just uh, recently. I think it came across social media or something. And, and the quote was, it was an old quote, so it was a little bit chauvinistic. It was the guy's blokey stuff um, back from that generation. Um, but it was from a, a while back. And um, the quote was this guy that was saying that the world won't change until men plant trees for a generation that they'll never see. The world won't change until men, and when I'm saying men, this is what his quote said, but we'll change it to, you know, men and women plant trees for a generation that they will never see. That kindness that transcends any anything that they would receive for themselves. So it's so important that as a church we, we just embrace this next generation. Not just for the sake of our own children, but for the sake of generations that are to come. This world needs Jesus, and it's so important that it starts with the generations that we have influence over today, but also into the future. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would quicken to us, those of us that have influence over young people, what it is to start with the end in mind knowing that this life doesn't come with an instruction manual, but knowing that you give us fixed points through Scripture and through relationship with Jesus Christ to help us navigate this life in the direction that you want us to go. God, I pray that you would help us to be faithful to our children in raising them right. Lord, that you would help us to lead by example where possible. Lord, but also to... to put into place the practices and, and the boundaries to help steer them into the adults that honour you. God, I pray that we would also realise that we do this together, that this is not just the responsibility of parents, but it's the responsibility of your church to partner together, to carry one another, 
to share the load for the sake of a generation that we will never see. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But before we, we sing, we need to have a look at some Lego. Really? Wow. Maybe? Is this what kind of magic is happening? Oh, seriously? Yeah. I don't know what's going on right now, but that's pretty cool. Um, that's pretty close. That is really close. We've got the fire brigade. We've got the hot dog stand that, um, that looks to have caught on fire. Um, that pretty much looks like the Walter Christmas barbecue, if I'm honest. <laughs> We've had some pretty amazing fires at our place over the years. <laughs> um, but wow, can we put our hands together for our incredible Lego builders? So good. Um, after the service, I will give you the box and the instructions, and you can keep those Lego sets. Um, but wow, great job. Thank you so much for helping out this morning. Uh, let's continue in worship. If you would like prayer or to find our sermon-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.